0: We're starting with the wisdom literature, and that is the books of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. One of the things I'm gonna do differently with these three books is we're not necessarily gonna go verse by verse by verse. They're very beneficial books to read in their own, and that's something you can be doing at home and reading through. And I will be reading certain sections and highlighting certain ideas, but we're mostly going to be learning how to interpret these. The wisdom literature, along with the prophets, are some of the most dense literature in the entire Bible. Not only is it highly poetic, which is very uncomfortable and foreign ground for many Americans, not all Americans, but as a culture we value systematic theology, logical thinking, and stories more than poetry. And then on top of that, we're dealing with, like, incredibly deep philosophical topics, which a lot of people really struggle with philosophy, too. That What we're going into now is some of the most avoided books in the First Testament. You don't really hear a lot of sermons being preached off of these things. One of the things I'm going to start with is Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job should really be read all together and in that order. It was, they weren't written in that order, and they're not even arranged in the Bible in that order, but in hindsight, after it's all put together, it really seems like a good logical way to put it because of the different topics that they're dealing with. If you've watched The Bible Project, they've done a really good job with the three part, not the where they draw it in the outline form, the black and tannish videos, but the, the in living color cartoon animated ones, they've done a really good job of putting those three books together and showing the order. But this actually comes from an incredible scholar by the name of Tremper Longman III. And he's an incredible scholar. And I don't know if he's the one who was the first to put these three books in this order and see the connections, but he's definitely the biggest proponent of it, of seeing these three books as fitting together and identifying different ways of seeing the world from three different perspectives. So as we go through this tonight and the next night, we really need to see these three books as... Three different perspectives to view the world that we live in and the wisdom that God has to say and communicate through these three different perspectives. And especially as we get to Ecclesiastes. The book of Proverbs. In the Hebrew Bible, the title of the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, the king in Israel. That is the Hebrew title, so that's a long title. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king in Israel. A lot of times in the Hebrew books, they'll take the name of their book from the first phrases or the first sentence in the book, rather than like um, coming up with a unique name like we have. So the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, came along and just shortened it to the Proverbs of Solomon. And then when the Latin Vulgate, which is what happened in the medieval period, they just called it the book of Proverbs, and now it's called Proverbs. Now, the name is pretty self-explanatory, These are proverbial statements, and they're all gathered together in a book of how to approach wisdom, and so we're going to come at this from these three books. The books of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job are considered wisdom literature. Wisdom literature is very black and white, very black and white. It's not always all the time black and white. The righteous obey, the wicked disobey, the righteous prosper, the wicked perish. And it always goes well for the righteous, and it never goes well for the wicked. And the wisdom literature approaches it in that kind of way, a very black and white. And there is no gray area, except sometimes there is. And, but it's very masked. And so even when we get into the gray area, like the book of Ecclesiastes, it's still very black and white. Because the guy basically says, it never works, Wisdom. And you're like, but yeah, it does. <laughs> and Proverbs makes you feel like wisdom always works. And you're like, but it doesn't always. And so there's this very black and white perspective on things. The narratives are where we deal with the gray areas. Okay, so wisdom literature, and one of the probably the most popular wisdom books in the Second Testament is the book of First John. That is wisdom literature as well. And that's why it says, Anyone who says they love Jesus will walk in the light and there is no darkness in God. And he who sins is walking in the darkness and you're like, wait a minute, I'm walking in the light and darkness. There's nobody who walks in just the light or just the darkness. And then and John makes you feel like you're screwed if you're not 100% in the light because it's wisdom literature. And what wisdom literature is doing is it's setting the bar up high and it's saying this is the ultimate goal. This is what we are meant to be and this is what we're meant to get back to. But the narrative deals with the gray area of, okay, but in the reality of a fallen world, this is how God deals with us. And so what the gray area does is it lets you know that God still loves you and will still use you and still redeem you despite your grayness. But what the wisdom literature does is says, yet don't settle for that. Strive for the righteousness because they will prosper and they will be blessed by God and avoid the wicked for they will die and perish. And so that's kind of the way we look at wisdom literature. But once again, there's an exception to every rule, and Ecclesiastes and Job is going to totally violate that in a lot of ways. But that's kind of what wisdom literature is. So these three books are considered wisdom literature. The narrative reveals the character of Yahweh, poetry in the book of Psalms typically expresses our way of expressing ourselves to Yahweh, and wisdom literature tells us how we should think about the world when it comes to right and wrong. The book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job are all asking the same question. What does it mean to live well in the world? This is the question all of us have. How do I prosper? How do I live well? How do I be blessed by God? How do I avoid suffering and judgment? How do I have contentment and satisfaction. This is the million dollar question, the secret of life. And all three of these books are dealing with what does it mean for me to actually live well in the world, prospering in a spiritual success kind of sense and being right with God. Each book explores what it means to have the good life with three different perspectives. The good life is directly connected to the retribution principle. Now, let me explain the retribution principle. The retribution principle means that the righteous will be rewarded justly for good behavior and the wicked will be punished justly for bad behavior. All three of these books are dealing with that principle. The, the wicked should suffer and reap consequences. And the righteous should be blessed and be prosper. That's the way the world worked in the garden. That's the way the world should work now. But we don't always see that. And so the wisdom literatures are dealing with that issue right there. We want justice. And God is a just God. And God promises justice. So what does that look like? What does that look like? (coughs) It is not possible to have a good life if there is no justice for good and bad behavior. And that's basically what we all know. Deep down inside our heart, we're like, how can we have a good life? When wicked people aren't getting punished? How can we have a good life when people who are righteous are not being blessed and rewarded? And this is the number one complaint against Christianity and Yahweh as we face the world. And this is one of the biggest things that we cry out to God in our prayer life, even, is why, God? Why? And so this is what all three books are dealing with, is what does justice look like? And can I truly have the good life if there is no justice for the good and for the bad? So what are the three different perspectives? Proverbs provides a perspective of Lady Wisdom, who is a wise teacher. She believes that Yahweh is wise and just, and there is a clear cause and effect of doing the right thing and being rewarded, or doing the wrong thing and suffering. So that's her perspective. She's going to lay it out. The, the, The righteous will prosper, the wicked will pass away like chaff, kind of an idea. And this is what you should do, young son, if you want to be blessed and pursue a life of obedience and success, and this is what you should avoid if you don't want to destroy wickedness. For her, there's a clear cause and effect. If you do this, it will go well for you. If you don't, it will not go well for you. That's the perspective of Proverbs, largely so. Ecclesiastes speaks as the cynical teacher. He's been around the block for a long time, and he's watched a lot of things happen. And he makes the observation that this is not always true. There's not always a clear connection between doing good and being blessed and doing wicked and suffering. He looks at the world and sees very corrupt people getting great blessings and power and success. And he looks at very righteous people who are suffering at the hands of corrupt people. And so he says life is not just, but it should be. And Ecclesiastes is cynical. Sometimes bad things happen to good people and good things happen to foolish people. And that's his perspective. And he does not see what Proverbs is promoting. Job is coming from the perspective of the old man. He's, he's been around even longer than the cynical teacher. The cynical teacher has watched the world and he's observed the not justness of it. But the book of Job comes from the man who has actually suffered himself incredibly harshly and in horrible ways. And he has seen and suffered a lot in his life, and in the question of justice of Yahweh, he questions the justice of Yahweh. And so he's not just looking at the world. See, Lady Wisdom says the world has a clear cause and effect. Ecclesiastes, the, wise, the teacher says, no, it doesn't. There's injustice in the world. Job says, therefore, you're not just God. If there's no justice in the world, you can't be a just God. What we're doing is we're going from Lady Wisdom who says, the world is built by God, is wise, it is just. Ecclesiastes says, I don't observe that all the time. And Job has the audacity to say, because it's your fault, God. You're not just. You're not just. And those are the three different perspectives. All three of these books together address the wisdom of Yahweh and how one is to live wisely and obtain the good life in a fallen world and they're going to wrestle with deep issues, and you're not going to get all your questions answered.